gospel time coming to you from the Church of God, located at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, where the pastor is Elder Ricky Dukes. I've Been Changed, directed by Brother Joe Gordon, and Stan Steele, directed by Brother Kenneth Boyd. Thank you. 
will be that of our pastor, Elder Ricky Dukes. God have to remind us of that. And we need to hear it sometimes. We need for God to come back and tell us that. The battle's not yours. You don't have to worry about it. I'm telling you, sometimes we encounter some things and it looked like if we don't put our hands to it to make it right. And God have to remind us, well, just, just let go, let go. Let's go, I got it! I got it! Some things get beyond us sometimes. Right? And it don't look like God's gonna intervene, but God said, listen, the battle is not yours. Put your fist down. We'll find ourselves laying on our back. God said, the battle's mine. It's mine. I, I got this. I got this. But Lord, I'm not supposed to be in the center of the room. No, you go back over there in the corner. I got this. I got it. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the inspiration. Thank God for gospel time. Amen. And we want to welcome uh, our social media, Periscope, and uh, wherever else it's, it's, it's being seen at this time. Amen. We want to welcome our guests. We welcome our guests here in the audience with us. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to bow our heads and look to the Lord, that the Lord would bless uh, the continuance of the service. Our Father, we thank you, Lord God, that the battle is not ours, dear God. My God, Lord, uh, even when we uh, have made our way to church even today, dear God, there may have been burdens, Lord God, that uh, we have carried here, dear Lord, and my God, Lord, the enemy, Lord God, want to distract us, dear God. Uh, the enemy wants us to be uh, 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 so bogged down and concerned about, uh, Father, financial situations and sicknesses. And my God, Lord, uh, situations, Lord God, with family members and all. But God, we thank you for the reminder, dear God, uh, that the battle is not ours, but the battle is yours, dear God. Uh, my God, you've never lost a fight, dear God. Uh, you've never lost a battle, dear God. Uh, my God, there's never come a time, Father. Father God, Lord, where you said I just couldn't do it this time. But God, each and every time, dear God, each and every time, Father God, you've shown, dear God, Father God, Lord, that you are fit for the battle, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. Father God, Lord, that we're on your side, dear God. My God, Lord, we thank you we're on the right side on this Sunday morning. Father God, Lord, today we pray, God, that you will speak to our hearts. Uh, take the angel, dear God, uh, as he puts the trumpet to his mouth. Uh, Father God, Lord, and help him to blow, dear God. Uh, Father God, that certain sound that you would have for each and every one of us. Uh, anoint him, dear God. Uh, speak to those in the audience, those, Lord God, uh, my God, Lord, on social media, dear God. Uh, Father God, Lord, find your way to each heart. Uh, Save, Lord God. Father God, sanctify. Heal, dear God. Encourage, Lord God. My God, unite, Father, for your glory. My God, we give you the glory, honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Brother Darius Brown has a message on his heart on this afternoon. So let's hold our brother up before the Lord that the Lord will, uh, will use him, Okay. It's not this vessel, it's God. So we want to give God his honor and respect. Let's do him. Amen. So let us receive our brother with a hearty amen. I think we can go one better than that, brother. All right. Let's receive him with a hearty amen. All right, there you go. I told you, brother. All right. Yes, you did. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You good. You good. 
when you look back at some of the things that God has done for you. When you know of yourself, if, if you were left to your own, you would be lost, quite possibly not even here in this life anymore. But, but God, but God, but God, every time, but God, but God, every time, but God. God will make a way when there is no way. God will intervene. God will make a door. God will make a path. God will do it. He'll do it. He told us, he said, trust in the Lord. He don't have to say anything else. Trust in the Lord. Just trust him. You trust him and be true. See what he will do. God will never, never, never disappoint your soul. Never disappoint your soul. He'll never do it. He'll never do it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sometimes you can only go so far. And so what God tells you in the song is when, when you've done your best. When you've gone as far as you can go. When you've done your best. Let Jesus do the rest. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. All right, come on, bro. <laughs> no, no. Amen. Amen. We're still a Holy Ghost ran institution. And whenever the Spirit of the Lord kicks in, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. All we want to know is that God is having his way. And he knows, saints, though the load gets oh so heavy, we're never left alone to bear it all. But now you got to do something. Just ask for strength. And then you can't go in the corner and whine and say, you know, nobody know the troubles I see. He said, keep on toiling, though the teardrops may fall. And then another part of the song said, let's try to endure a little while longer. Saints, I'm telling you, weeping still may endure for a night, but joy still comes in the morning. Amen. Sometimes the pressure, the pressure that is on God's people sometimes, it's intense. And you know, sometimes when you're in that wrestling match, they have these tag team wrestling matches. You in there getting plummeted by your opponent. I mean, he wiping the canvas with you, just wiping and slamming and twisting. And, and, and sometimes you feel like that when you're going through battles. But that person that's laying on the canvas, he, he try to get his fingers out. If I could just tag my opponent. He extends himself. If I could just get a hold of him. And sometimes you and I are seeking God like that. Lord, if I can just touch you. I'm praying and, I, and I'm pressing, but if I can just touch Jesus and, and you mess around and touch him. Man. Then that song kick in. When I should feel so sad. Why does my heart feel so glad? All of a sudden, God begins to strengthen us. He begins to breathe inspiration into us. And then we like Popeye. Saints, we're going through stuff. But you know where our spinach come from? It come from God above. 
You mess around and tag your partner. You tag Jesus, and he get in and he do just what you said. Look, you go over there and recover. I got this. And you're on the sideline. Get him, God, get him. Beat him, God, beat him. Get him for what he did to me. When we come to church and we're rejoicing, that's our way of cheering Jesus on. Beat that devil. Kick him. Stomp him. Slap him. Get him for what he did to me. You come to church and the devil tell you sit down and shut up. All you going through, all you, all the devil done put you through and all you ain't got and everything that ain't going right. Man, this is where you get it in at. You mess around and let me press out to service. Yeah. Oh, you got it coming now. You start praising God. in Jericho, that wall didn't fall on that seventh day until they shouted. Mm -hmm. Right. Some of us have been walking around stuff, going around, going around, and it then came the seventh day and we still quiet. I still... It ain't time to be quiet, it's time to shout. What empowers me? I've been living right. See, see, listen, when they were leaping and shouting when the choir was singing, we weren't leaping and shouting because they sound so great. Though they did sound good. That's not why we were leaping and shouting. Oh, they sound good. Oh, the bass, oh, soprano. No, we were leaping and shouting because the battle is the Lord. Amen. We got experience in that. This isn't just some emotional thing we're doing. This is our life. When nobody's around, we're fighting the devil. When nobody's around, we're saying no to Satan and sin. We're saying no to nasty attitudes. We're saying no to unforgiveness. We're saying no to lust and lying. And now when we come here, we're empowered because we've been obeying. So I got a right to say praise God. I got a right to lift my holy hand. I got a right to say thank you, Lord. I've been living right. Our praise is acceptable because of the life that goes ahead of our praise. We just making noise to make noise, but the Bible say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If the saints can't praise God, who can? If the people that are living holy can't say thank you, Lord, who can? See, we can put titles on Periscope all we want. When the Lord come in, God said, I know what y'all wrote, but it's still the church of God. Saints, we got to get to a point where God just has his way. And, and when you allow him to just rule your life, you get ready to go this way, and God said, I don't want you going that way. You know, most of us say, but why can't I go that way? But it's when we get to the point where we just trust and obey. Amen. All right, Lord, you said don't go that way. Obviously, you don't want me to go that way. Sometimes you go for jobs and things, and you, you got your hopes all built up, and you like, I believe this is God. I believe the Lord want to bless me. And you go in the interview, and you do real good. Then you get an email. We move forward with another candidate. And you feel like your world is upside down. And the devil tell you God couldn't give you a little job. You living holy. You doing all you know is right. And all you wanted was a little job and he won't even give it to you. 
but when we trust and obey, you ain't give me that because you got something better for me. Hey, I'm disappointed. Sometimes you feel like you got an uppercut to the stomach. The wind get knocked out of you. And I feel disappointed, but God, God's way is best. I will not murmur. Although the end I may not see, where'er he leads. Uh, see, you can say that when things going good, but, but, but when you got some challenges and, and life ain't real fair and ain't real nice to you, when your experience can stand up and say, where'er he leads, I'll meekly follow. God's way is best. It's best for me. Psalms. Psalms, the eighth chapter. Thank God for salvation. What do we mean by salvation? Deliverance. Amen. See, saints, I'm glad that song, we got so many good songs. The songs say beyond this world of toil and care, beyond this veil of gloom, there is a land, a happy land. A place we call our home. Oh yes, we'll trust him while we live. We'll trust him when we die. And then when all our work is done. When it's time for us to go, you ain't got to worry about it. You, you ain't got to say, Lord, I really, I just want to go. I, I just want to go home. I'm so homesick. Don't worry. <laughs> When it's time, you're going to go. But while we're here, Lord, help me to finish my work. Help me to do everything. See, I, I don't know. I've been homesick lately. I've been homesick lately. I've been thinking about home. But my prayer to God is, Lord, I want to finish my work while I'm here. I ain't trying to rush out of here and I ain't ready. Because I'm going to tell you, some folks who saying saying, just, just, I'm just waiting on Jesus. No, you ain't ready for him. We want to make sure our lives are in such a, a, a position that if Jesus come, I want to be able to say with a clear heart, even so, Lord Jesus, quickly come. Psalms, the eighth chapter, and let's start at verse number one. O Lord, o Lord, our Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Didn't we just say that? Through our praise, we said, how excellent is thy name. See, you go to these concerts and folks get all excited because some man or some woman up there sweating and screaming. Somebody who ain't going to give you a dollar don't even know your name, but we scream, oh, so-and-so, oh, my God, I'm at the so-and-so concert, oh. We're in the house of God. Where the spirits of just men are made perfect. And sometimes we got the nerve to come up in here like. And then folks at the concert are like, oh, sing it. Oh, that's my song. We ought to be like, man, that's my God. Amen. The battle is not yours, but mine said, how much more can he encourage you? How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? You set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Don't you know God know how to tell the devil, shut up? And guess what the devil does when God says, shut up? Sometimes we be sitting there saying, shut up, devil, shut up, shut up. But you ain't using the right authority. You got to do it in the right authority. You got to say, in the name of Jesus, you shut your mouth. And that authority, the devil recognizes. But with us, sometimes we got to tell him a couple times, be quiet. Satan, God rebuke you. Shut your mouth. When God said, he don't have to repeat himself. He tell the devil, shut up, be still. And the devil like, the Bible says he fears and trembles. Why? Because God is still on the throne, saints. Read, please. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Have you ever considered that? 
You ever looked up and said, wow. Nature has a way of praising God. Even when we don't do it, nature has a way of giving God glory. That sun rise up, it's saying praise God. At night you see the stars, they're saying praise God. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Praise God. The moon, when that moon come out, praise God. You walk outside and see trees, they're blowing in the wind, praise God. Nature is giving God glory. That's why, saints, we can't afford to hold back on ours because we've been redeemed. Ain't no trees been redeemed. Ain't no sun been redeemed. But we were mankind who was so messed up and wicked and he had enough love that he redeemed us. So we the main creations who ought to be praising them. Our praise is not conditional. Our praise is not dependent on what our bank account look like. Because if you took a survey, but one song say, I still got joy. But we praise him regardless of that. Come on, read, please. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Man, he said, look, what, what is man? He didn't even say who is that. He said, what is man? What? We are worthless without God. Our lives were messed up, saints. And we didn't actually start living till we got saved. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Why should God give us grace? Why should God empower us? We don't deserve it. Why should he keep burglars away from your house? Why should he keep carjackers away from your car? Why should he keep rapists away from you and your children? Pedophiles and all that stuff. Why should God protect us from that? You know how many demons God held off of you today? You know the reality? No, we don't. The reality is we don't know how many pitfalls the devil had set up today, but, but the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And God will say, hold on, uh-uh, uh-uh, come over here. Yeah, uh, uh. You're walking too fast. Okay, slow down. Okay, okay. uh-uh, over there. Okay, okay, uh-uh, uh-uh. And he guiding you. I've had people say, how in this world that's full of sin can you say you can live free from sin with all this sin around you? Because God ordering my steps. If you stop following God, if you stop walking in his footsteps, you'll get sin. But as long as I follow Jesus' footsteps, the Bible said, who did no sin. As long as I stay in his footsteps, he'll never lead me to sin. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. That you get enough love. Daniel 5. Let's give you a little bit of this with the time we have left. He said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And what is man that you would even visit him? Look, aren't you glad, saints, that when we were in a, a point in sin, God got up off his throne and decided to come talk to you and I. Hey, you know he didn't have to do that, right? He over in Africa. He over in Israel. He over in Somalia. He over in all these places, Asia, and all these different countries, helping people and doing stuff. And he, you and I were in the bondage of sin. And in the midst of all his doing this, healing and working and convicting and doing all of that, he saw our wicked selves. And because he's omnipresent, he's able to still do that and still come and talk to you too. Came on the dance floor. Oh, he talked to some of us on the dance floor. Came in the club. Came in the apartment. Came in the house. Came in the church. Wherever you and I were, he came and visited with us. Little wicked me, he had to love 
and the mercy to come and visit with me. Who are we? You can't get the president of the United States to come visit you. But God. Came and visited us. Man, he loved us and we were unlovable. He knew me and yet he loved me. Daniel 5, start at verse 1. Belshazzar, the king made a great feast he to a thousand a of his lords. Because people love partying. So he threw a feast, come on. And drank wine before the thousand. And he drank wine too, come on. Belshazzar, while he tra- tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princess, his wives, and his concubines might drink therein. You know, a lot of times we focus on the fact that he used those vessels uh, to, to do wicked stuff, to drink in and stuff like that. Just like that's bad for you and I to take our vessels and do wickedness when we were made to serve God, we just as bad as he was. You can read this story and say, that's a shame. He took the vessels of God, but that's what we were doing in sin. We took our godly made vessels and went and did all type of wickedness. We put wine and Heineken and beer and all type of stuff in these earthen vessels. Just as wicked as we could be. Read please. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, Uh which was at Jerusalem. Yes. And the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines drank drank in them. And you know what's sad? Most people that are in sin are affecting somebody else. Most people don't like to party alone, so you bring a friend. Most people don't like to drink alone, so you bring a friend. Mm. You're going to aid them in sin. You're going to help introduce people into sin. Some of us taught people how to drink. Some of us introduce weed to our friends. Read, please. They drank wine and praised the God of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. Praised everything but God. And today that's what people are doing. They're praising everything but God. Come on. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand. Came forth fingers of a man's hand. And wrote over against the candlestick upon the platter of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. And the king saw the part. So so the party is, is, uh, I think they use the terminology lit. I'm just as ignorant as can be. So I believe I'm using that right. They use the term lit, and the party, that means the party is in the height. Everybody's intoxicated. Everybody is is tripping. Everything going on, I mean, the party is live. Everybody just dancing, twerking, and doing whatever else they're doing. Read, please. Then the king's countenance was changed. But in the midst of the party, Nebuchadnezzar, something got a hold of him. He might have been in the middle of the floor doing his dance, moving everybody like, go, 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 go. But all of a sudden, his eyes locked on the wall. See, 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 saints and friends in media land, social media land, you and I are just going on about our daily lives. We're just going on. We're trying to get our careers. We're trying to get our degrees. We're trying to get our property. We're trying to live a good life, trying to get a man, trying to get a woman. You're trying to just move on with life and be successful. But every once in a while, God knows how to stop you in your tracks. And Nebuchadnezzar was at the party. Norton liked this one, his first party. He knew how to throw them. And they were going and everything was going on. They was drinking. And all of a sudden, his eyes looked at the wall. And something happened when he looked at the wall. Read, please. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loose. He sobered up. His buzz was gone. His high was gone. All the music became silent to him. And all of a sudden, the joints of his loins were loosed. He almost lost himself. See, when God gets your attention, it affects your body. 
Read, please. And his knees smote one against another. And when you come in contact with God, you can't be all firm and haughty and all of that because God comes in and he makes his presence known. And if the devil tremble, you better believe you're going to tremble. So this big time guy who was throwing the party, who everybody was looking up to, oh, Belteshazzar, B for short, A.B., man, you know how to throw a party. Everything was going live and B had it going. And all of a sudden, B looked over at that wall. <laughs> it didn't matter who was at the party. It didn't matter what song was playing. All of a sudden, God had his attention. I want to use for a subject in the brief time I have. God knows how to get your attention. We're living in a time where people ignore people they don't want to talk to. We got these phones now. And man, somebody call you and you like, that's the Ricky Douche. Ignore. I ain't ready to. Oh, you, you get your phone and all of a sudden it's, it's mama. I don't feel like talking to her. Ignore. It's uh, your husband. Uh, I ain't ready to talk. We ignore folks we're not ready to talk to, but I'm going to tell you, God knows how to get your attention. You will not be able to ignore when he calls. There are people that are going through life and they're trying to ignore God's call. I ain't, mm -mm. Ignore. Ignore, but he's making it known this is me. Belteshazzar was at a party. It was going on, and all of a sudden, there were fingers. Read, please. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And when God is trying to get your attention, people begin to seek God in different ways. They go to a palm reader. Tell me, my, can you tell me? And now they have it so, the world's so wicked, they got it now, you can do it electronically. You take a picture of your palm and you send it to the palm reader and she can read through the picture and say, this is what's going to happen. People seek all type of ways trying to see how I can seek God because God trying to get your attention. So they get shook up and they start going, can you read my palm? Maybe I should look at my horoscope. Maybe I, something weird going on. See, your life starts getting altered and it make you say, well, what, what, what I, maybe, I, maybe I need to change my eating habits. Maybe I need to join the gym a little more. Maybe I need to join a social club. People, they feel God trying to get their attention. Belteshazzar I call for the astrologers and all the, the soothsayers. Come on. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the he kingdom. He was willing to pay people. You ain't got to pay nobody, just stop and listen to God. Some people can get out of therapy if they just stop and listen to God. You paying all that money and trying to figure out what's wrong with your life, I can tell you, you ain't got to pay me. You need Jesus. But God knows how to get your attention. He will turn our world upside down all to get our attention. Acts the 16th chapter. I got to move on here. Acts the 16th chapter. God knows how each of us is made up. All of us are different. See, some of us, we needed a different way for him to reach us than others. Some folks, God could talk to you on the dance floor, but some of us, we were so given over to it, he couldn't, he couldn't have did nothing trying to get our attention. We'd have just danced harder. So God like, okay, talking to you on the dance floor don't work, but I know how to get your attention. Oh, don't worry, I know how to get you. See, America is doing their own thing. America just so busy, we're we just so busy, we ain't got time. Take the prayer out of school. Quit, quit praying in school. We ain't got time for that. Take God out of that. We tried to rip him off the money. We don't want to say in God we trust. We don't want to say that. America just so busy and God trying to get America's attention. So he uses nature. Let me send a hurricane. And we get a little shook up. We say, oh, oh, that was really bad. I'm glad I survived. But we go right back to doing the same thing. So God said, okay, send another hurricane. 
This time, put it over there. Send it over there. And we get shook up. Oh, that's the first time that happened so close. Wow. Yeah. 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 And we go right back to our old sinful ways. So God said, send an earthquake. Oh, oh, it's a, it's a catastrophe. We settle back down. God say, all right, this time, I'm going to change my format here. Send a fire. Let it just consume stuff. God trying his best to get our attention. And instead of people heeding the voice of God, we trying to outlast him. You talk about outlasting the enemy. People trying to outlast God. If I could just make it through these turmoil situations, I'd be all right. Acts the 16th chapter. And verse number 25, please. When uh, God knows how to get your attention, don't you worry. See, uh, those in social media, listen. Some of you are going through things in your life because God is trying to get your attention. <laughs> it ain't that you got bad luck. It ain't that somebody put a hex on you. It's that God's trying to get your attention. And he's not going to lift his heavy hand off of you until you do what he wants you to do. Acts the 16th chapter and verse number 25. And please. at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and Paul sang and Silas, praises unto God. Paul and Silas were incarcerated. Some of the saints was in jail. And there's some saints in jail right now. Read, please. And the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them praising God. Because, see, when God does something for you, it don't matter where you are, you give him glory. Even in jail, they was praising God. What kind of salvation is that? That in your darkest hour, you're still able to say, praise God. Singing at midnight in jail, they were singing and praising God. Amen. Come on, read please. And suddenly there was a great earthquake I told so you, that the foundation of the prison were shaken. I told you God knew how to get your attention. And he uses nature sometimes. God said, there's somebody who's working. See, God will come on your job. There are some people right now, you're wondering why you've been having them crying spells at work. It's because God is trying to get your attention. And for this individual, he came to his job. See, some folks, I can't talk to you at home. You're too preoccupied. I'm not going to talk to you in the car because you got too much going on. I'm going to go where you're comfortable at, where you spend a lot of your time. That's where I'm going to visit you. This man was working. He was a jailer. He was working an overnight shift. And God was trying to get his attention, and he knew, I can't use ordinary means, so God used nature, and he used the earthquake. Read, please. So that the foundations of the prison And when shaken. God wants your attention, he will shake the very foundations of your world. Read, please. And immediately. And immediately. All the doors were opened, man, and God, everyone's bands God were put loosed. his fingerprints on stuff so nobody else can't take credit for it. When God wants your attention, he'll do something that nobody can't take credit for. God opened up all the prison cells. I'm on your job messing stuff up because I want your attention. See, some people pride themselves. I'm the top employee. I never miss a day. I'm always on time. When God wants your attention, he'll mess your world up. Stuff will start falling through, projects messing up. You breaking machines, all type of stuff. God said, I'm trying to get your attention. Read, please. And the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep now, and now, seeing now, the on, prison doors open. He was doing what a lot of folks do on overnight shift. He's getting, getting a couple Z's. He was sleeping. Some people sleeping because they seem like life just going on and they just sleeping, letting all this stuff pass them back. God know how to wake you up. Some people say, when I sleep, can't nothing wake me up. Oh, God know how to wake you up. When he awaked out of sleep, what happened? And seeing the prison doors open. And he saw them prison doors open? He drew out his sword. He was like, oh, man, these guys who I've been abusing, these guys who I've been talking rough to, they free now? I can't go down like that. So he pulled out his sword. See, people, they got such earthly minds, people think they're going to uh, defend themselves with their own means. I ain't going to let nobody. Oh, God, listen, when God wants your attention, he'll rip you of all of your defenses. He pulled out his sword. Come on, read, please. And would have killed himself, See, supposing. He knew he was outnumbered. 
And no telling what he had been doing to them guys. But he's like, man, I ain't going to let them take me out like that. I'm about to kill myself. Some people, God trying to get your attention. You having suicidal thoughts. You're ready to end it, and God just trying to get your attention. He's trying to use the earthquake to get your attention, not for you to slice your throat, slice your wrist, take the pills, blow your brains out. He's trying to get your attention, and if you allow it, it will do for you what it did for the jailer. Some people, because of turmoil in their life, they go to the other end. Well, I might as well jump off the building because this ain't. And God's so faithful. See, he know how to get your attention. He's so faithful. Why are you on that ledge of that building getting ready to jump? The Holy Ghost comes up there. Don't you do this. Don't, there is something to live for. Don't you do this. How many times were we on the brink of suicide and the angels and the Holy Ghost came and said, don't you take the pills. Don't you jump. Don't you kill yourself. There are people right now, you're contemplating suicide because of the earthquake in your life. And God say, no, 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 no. I'm using this to get your attention. Not to kill you. I've got thoughts of good for you, not of evil. Let me work on you. Let me get your attention. He was about to kill himself. Read, please. Supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Uh-huh. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm. Some mothers are ready to end it because they can't control their children. Children all over the place. And the mother say, I don't know what else to do. I just, I just give up on life. I can't. I'm a horrible mother. My children all over the place. I'm just about to kill myself. I, I can't do it no more. But he said, don't harm yourself. Read, please. Do thyself no harm. Listen. For we are all here. Those of you that are under conviction and you're battling suicide, don't you harm yourself. Don't you kill yourself. Don't you stop your life. Don't you commit suicide. Hold everything. Stop. Put the gun down. Put the knife down. Put the pills down. Hold on, God's trying to get your attention. Read please. Then he called for a light he called and for sprang light. in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. God, listen, you got my attention. He fell down before Paul and Silas. Oh God, you got my attention. What did he say? And brought them out and said, sirs, sirs, what must I do to be saved? How do I get out of this life I'm living? I'm tired of contemplating suicide. I'm tired of doing the best I can. I'm tired of the wicked life I'm living. What do I got to do to change this life? God, you got my attention. God used an earthquake. And God is using earthquakes in your life. He's trying to get your attention. Some people, they so stiff-necked. He said, the day you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. When God is calling, you stop pressing the ignore button. He's trying to get your attention. You'll find that in uh, uh, Luke, the 13th chapter, he used tragedy. There were some people who Pilate mingled their blood with sacrifices. And then God, Jesus was preaching to the people. He said, you think they were sinners above? Sometimes you hear of tragedies, situation in Las Vegas. You hear of tragedies, and people say, mm, mm, mm. man, I'm just lucky, you know what I'm saying? That, no, you think them people was the worst that that happened to them? God trying to get your attention. Jesus used that, that incident with them people whose blood was mingled with the sacrifices. He said, except you repent. You're not beyond a tragedy. God trying to get your attention. And when he has your attention, he wants you to give him your full, undivided, undisrupted, no type of sideline bars. We find out in Luke the 15th chapter that the prodigal son, he went and spent all he had, and God knew how to get his attention. It was when he was down there fighting with pigs that he came to himself. Your lowest point, it'll make you come to yourself. God knows what your pigsty is, too. God knows how to get your attention. We hope you have enjoyed Gospel Time today. If we can be of any help, please let us know by writing to The Church of God at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60653, or phone 773-548-7133. 
If you would like to visit with us, our order of service is as follows. Sunday morning Bible school at 9.15 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 11 o'clock a.m. Sunday night worship service at 5 p.m. Tuesday night worship service, 7 p.m. Prayer service on Thursday at 12 noon. And Friday night Bible class at 7 p.m. Visit our website and like us on Facebook at churchofgodofchicago.com. Also, join us live on Periscope at C-O-G-O-C, Gospel Time. As we bring this message to a close, we would like to leave this, this scripture from the Word of God with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. The musician for today has been our pianist, Sister Naromi Horton. Your reader and announcer for today has been Sister Alice Allen. May God bless and keep you. Just one more passage here and we'll end. Luke 19. God knows how to get your attention. I'm glad he knows too because all of us had different stuff we were involved in. And he dealt with all of us differently. Some people were religious and God came your way. Some folks weren't religious at all and God came your way. Some people God got to put on their back to get their attention. Some folks won't listen unless God puts you on your back. And you have his undivided attention. He got your undivided attention. He said, now I can talk to you. You wouldn't listen when you had your health insurance, so I had to take that from you. Now that I have your attention, listen to me and hear what I got to say. God knows how to get your attention. Luke 19, we'll close here. Luke 19, verse number two, please. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. There was a man named Zacchaeus. Which was the chief among the publicans, we know and this he story. was rich. Come on. And he sought to see Jesus, but who notice, he was. Notice he was seeking to see Jesus. There are people that are seeking a better life, and they are confused with all the religiosity that's in the world today. They don't know where to go. They say, okay, my grandmama say I should go to her church. My cousin say I should go to his church. My nephew, he just converted to Islam. I got this one over here, a Jehovah's Witness. They're confused. And Zacchaeus was trying to figure out who is Jesus. I mean, do he, is he the watchtower pastor? I mean, is he the one that I got to go in the confession booth with? Or, or do I supposed to speak in tongues? Or who, who, who is Jesus? Read, please. Who he was. And could not for the press. He could not for the press. Read, please. Because he was little of stature. Uh-huh. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. But Zacchaeus was making effort. See, God know how to get your attention. And when he does, you start to make changes in your life. Some people, they brag about it. See, I stopped drinking. And they literally stopped. And they weren't even saved. It was conviction. The Holy Ghost convicts people and they start changing things about their life. They stop smoking. Just cold turkey. Just stop. But it's not that you're so strong. It's that you're under conviction. And God is trying to get your attention. He gave you a little taste of what salvation can be like. That's how you bait people, right? You give them a taste. One free. Here, you get a free sample. And then you get hooked. Ooh, I want some more. Okay, $9.99. Now you got a battle rest. He gave you a little sample. He said, look, I could take cigarettes away from you. Watch this. Look at that. Now, how you like life without cigarettes? I, man, I ain't been smoking in six months. He's like, yeah. I mean, I want to stop some more stuff. All right, come give me your life then. I got some more good stuff where that came from. You got to give me your life, though. What happens, though, is people start stopping stuff, and they start feeling good about themselves. See, I knew I was strong. I kicked that habit, man. I don't need salvation. I'm, I already stopped smoking. Know what I'm saying? Come on, read, please. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Come on. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. Zacchaeus. For today I must abide at thy house. Zacchaeus, come down from what you're doing. Instantly. I want you to come down now. Read, please. And he made haste and, and came made down. Haste. See, when God... But beckons for you when God call you, when God says time to change your life, you got to be quick about it. You got to come right away. Yes, okay. 
They have altar call. You can't wait. You, you know God talked to you. You got to start moving right away. Excuse me. You have to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. All right, you walk down the side aisle and do what you do. Why? Because I know he talked to me. I know he's trying to get my attention, and I don't want him to leave me and forget about me. So while he's talking, I'm going to move. Read, please. Read. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And he received him joyfully. Read, please. And when they saw it, they, they all murmured, it. saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. People get mad when you decide to get truly saved. Get mad because you with Jesus. When I was with the crack team, you ain't say nothing. When I was a woman, I was jumping from bed to bed, you had nothing to say. I come with Jesus and you mad. You are all holy now. By God's grace, I'm trying to be all holy. Read, please. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord. I want you to listen to this because this is what I was trying to get to. What Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man of false accusation, I restore him fourfold. This is conviction. This is conviction. He's not saved yet. But he's under conviction. And his heart says, I'm willing to turn from everything that I've ever done. And listen, God know how to get your attention. Jesus had gotten to this man so to the point that he was like, I'm willing to stop everything. That, and if I need to give somebody their money back I took, I'm willing to do that. And as a result of his heart being in that condition, what does Jesus and say? And Jesus said unto him, What he say? This day is salvation this come day. to this As house. As a result of your heart condition, this day, because you've allowed me to get your attention and you're willing to change, this day, deliverance has come. So what is he saying? That freebie I gave you, you got the whole package now. Not only am I going to deliver you from cigarettes, I'm delivering you from lying, drinking, cussing, the very sin that's in your heart. I'm about to take that out of you right now. Why? Because you heard me call it and you allowed me to get your attention. And when I had your attention, you did just what I said. God knows how to get your attention. God bless you. Here's our prayer. God knows how. Get our attention. Oh, Zacchaeus was willing to make it right. That's basically what he was saying. I, I'll make it right. Yep, yep. Whatever, whatever I need to do. Whoever I, I've offended, I'm, I'm willing to make it right. Whoever I stole from, I'm willing to give it back. Are you willing to make it right? Are you? Are you willing? I'm talking about right now. Are you willing to make it right? Because God, he knows how to get your attention, and I believe God got somebody's attention this afternoon. I don't care where you are. I don't care what state you're in. You can be in Illinois, Florida. God knows how. You can be in a state of depression. State of loneliness. That's right. God know how to get your attention. Then God, he'll come and he'll visit us. Yeah, you sit here and, 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 and for some, they may have said, you know, you're talking to your friends and you're looking all zoned out, but God know how to get to you. And that's the confidence I have in the Almighty God. Why don't you come to my left, to my right? There's a prayer room. There's a prayer room. You know, you can talk to God if you got to come to the altar and somebody, they'll meet you there. But come and get it right with God. Come and get it right. You're sitting here. You may be in the back, in the, uh, in the balcony, there in Periscope, where, wherever you may be. God knows how to visit you. You know, God visited a man who was in an underwater hotel. That hotel was called Big Fish. Some call it Whale. 
But God visited that man. God visited that man. He was not to, listen, I don't care how deep you are in your mess. That well may have taken him phantoms, but God met that man there. I don't care where you are. Sometimes God got to do stuff to get your attention. You know, some people, they are drowning. And, 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 and then they just start losing. I can't just get water. Sometimes you got to slap that person. Sometimes God. Oh, God, I don't think I'm. What you say, God? I don't, I, I, listen, it don't matter what your situation is. You, you, may, you may think it's beyond you. God, God is able to take care of that situation. Some people, it's easy. He took Moses there in, a, uh, in, in the mountain, and Moses, all he saw was a burning bush. And he said, I will now turn aside. That was easy. Other people, other people. As the brothers say, sometimes God got to put some people on their back. Because people are stubborn. You know, some people, God had got their attention, and they know it's God. And I've given this illustration before. God will grab their shoulder and let me go, God. Don't be a fool. If God is talking to you, don't you ever tell God, stop talking to me. Leave me alone. Don't you ever say that. Don't you ever say that. God, you're trying to get my attention what you say. Just help me, God. Help me. Help me to get through. Help me, God. But don't you ever tell God, don't you... You leave me alone. Let the counsel of God do its work in your heart. Just try to get your attention. I'd like to say hello um, to the saints. I would like to give my testimony what happened to me in uh, uh, two, uh, not 2000, sorry, 1979. God dealt with me too. And I was going to a party and uh, me and my husband and I started drinking, you know, just, I drink a little. So I couldn't get high. So I had put some into the drink, orange juice or something like that. So I, I switched over so I started drinking it straight. And I still didn't get high. I didn't understand that. So after that, later on, throughout the year, months, wherever it was, then God was dealing with me again. He told me this here. He said, if you don't get saved, something's going to happen to your children. Mm. And thanks to God, I was afraid then. And um, one day I sent my children to the school. They came home running, saying, they seen this man in a car with himself out. And that's when God was dealing with me. Then I was so hurt when I heard that. And I came to Church of God. Um, I sat right over there. And I, I don't know who was preaching at the time. I couldn't get saved. I was so nervous and upset, you know, kind of nervous with it. So I left back out. And I went to Grant Park down there during that time with Grant Park. Then I came home. And then Sister Diane Brown, during that time she was saved, she said, she talked to me. She said, do you want to get saved? And I said, yes. Mm -hmm. 
because God will give me no peace, no rest at all. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, my sister. Oh, yeah. You know how to get your attention. Will you come? Is, is there one? Is there one? Beyond your friends or people that are standing next to you, what they going to say? No matter what they say. It's what God says that matters. 